And sometimes it takes it to another lover. It's just based, just kind of just teasing, man. So I just feel like um, right now the state of where women are was acceptable. Good evening, Let's Talk fam, and conversations with friends, family. And tonight, we have a, a very good show we want to discuss. Something that I believe, uh, and the co-host, Malalik Storm, believes is very prevalent and very important in our community to uh, talk about. We have our three panelists tonight. William Washington, he is, he is New York City Spanish Harlem elder. And spoken storyteller, Mr. Washington is part-time off-Broadway performer. He also is the author of two books. His most recent offering is titled The Broken Book, Love Given, Love Taken, Love Lost, Healing, and it's his life's assignment. I like that. Healing is your life's assignment. Um, Let me just ask, ask you, William, real quick one question before we go to the next person. Um, Appreciate you coming on the show. Um. Appreciate everything you do. Just let the audience know what you do with your poetry on Instagram because you didn't put that in the bio. Unmute your mic. Yes, that's old people stuff. Sorry about that. But on, <laughs> but on Instagram, I'm the host of the pretty popular show, One on Poetry. And on that show, I allow poets, speakers, uh, motivational speakers, even singers sometimes to express themselves. We talk about their life and what they have going on and allow them to express their poetry. You know, I stay out of the poetry thing. I don't spit no poetry on the show when I have a feature. It's all about the poet, the speaker, because everything else in society is trying to mute us. So I said, it's important to have these shows that allow us to speak and speak our mind. So that's basically it. Great, great. Definitely appreciate appreciate you coming on to be a, a panelist. Um, since you called yourself an elder, I'm gonna say that we're gonna rely on you for some well, elder. I, I believe in that. Elder expertise. <laughs> Our next panelist has been on the show before. Elliot Fant is from North New Jersey, born author, North New Jersey born, author, poet, publisher, and educator through, through his early years. Elliot developed a love for creative expression and gradually developed his poetry skills early in his adolescence. Elliot published his first collection of poetry and short stories entitled The Execution of Revolution in 2012, and then to follow that effort with a second collection entitled The Long Way Home, Whew. released September 2013. The World As I See It is Elliot's third publication to be released in the summer of 2020. Well, I guess you must have released that already, right, Elliot? Yeah, it's done, man. Okay. The company, I went through tons of stuff with the overseas print company that I was under. And it kind of pushed me back, you know, but it's done. It's going to be here real soon. So you, have, so you have what you call Rebel Link Series. Explain that. Uh, well, Rebel Series, that was actually a, um, a show that we were doing, you know, creative expression piece, not just for poetry, but for all forms of uh, creative expression. We were doing it right here in Newark. Uh, that was 2016, 2017, 2018. Had a team of uh, 
of people that I worked with initially. Um, that group disbanded, and then it was just me and my partner, Roz, for the next couple of years, just curating and hosting shows. I really wanted to be kind of in the vein of a, like a poetic version of In Living Color, you know, type, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, hip hop driven, you know, okay. and and all of that. And, and it did well, it did well for a couple of years. I started having to, to work two jobs and get, get my finances together. And it wasn't pulling in so much where I could, you know, just have that be my only means of income. So I had to kind of step away for a little bit, but maybe in another year or two, I may uh, reintroduce it, who knows? Oh, great, great, great. Our third and final panelist is no stranger to the show, Nicole R. Brookins, native of Newark. She's been writing poetry as early as nine years old and has continued to develop as a writer through years. She has a unique, whimsical way of creating her different pieces of work whether she writes through storytelling or ending with an unexpected twist. Nicole attended Morgan State in Baltimore, Maryland. Later, she transferred and graduated from Clemson University, South Carolina. She has a BA in secondary education in Spanish, and she also is a proud member of Sigma Gamma Rho. What's up, Nicole? Hey. <laughs> and last but not least, the chef, the... Uh, the create the creator the creator of the show and um I say that with all due respect um is melodic storm Thank you. Uh, author poet um wonderful personality able to put put together an amazing show an amazing panel for all our shows each week each every every other week as we do it What's going on? Hi. <laughs> so our you, topic so our topic is do you think platonic relationships work? Melodic. Okay. So thank you everyone for joining the panel tonight. Um, and our first question for you is, do you have any platonic friends? And I would like to go in order of how I see people on the screen. So do you have any platonic friends of the opposite sex? And how long have you been friends? Nicole, let's start with you. Um. I do. I have a um, couple, but um, I guess the main one, my best friend, we met in, in college at Clipson and um, he's married, has kids and everything. Um, one of my other friends, he's married, he's in Atlanta. I mean, but yeah, it's totally platonic. The thing is, is that I grew up around guys, so I feel more comfortable. I have three brothers, so it's just, it doesn't, you know, of course, you know, you have the guys that you're interested in, but the people that you pal around with is, you know, it's no big thing for me. I don't think twice about it. Okay. Okay. Next we have William Wawa Washington. Uh, right now, I don't have platonic friends. Okay. You know, because I'm in a relationship. And even even when I was young, a young man, I was always that kind of guy that had platonic relationships because women were drawn to me because of my intelligence, so so my so-called intelligence and the fact that I do have a, a a giving heart. But even back then I I would always tell them, yo, if I get a girlfriend, we can't be doing this, we can't be talking, we can't be you know what I'm saying? I always wanted to respect my queen. So I'm the same way today. So I have a lady friend now. Yay! But I have a lady friend now. And, um, 
and, and she just happens to be the boss of me. So all my lady friends that used to call at night, I used to talk to them at three, four o'clock in the morning. We cut that, we cut that out. Ain't no more of that. You know, they see me in the street, they can wave and say hello and keep it moving. You know, okay. so all right. all right. Yeah. And Elliot, do you need me to repeat the questions? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um, he's ready. He's ready for that. One. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Born ready, man. Born ready. But um yes, I have tons of platonic friends, um, high school. But, like, the thing is, though, I don't feel like um, when you decide to say, hey, I'm in a relationship, you know, a matter of fact, it doesn't even need to be said. If you, if you, you know, hey, what's going on? Or I'm doing, you know, it's just a natural respect. It's not a matter of feeling like, you know, I can't control myself or they can't control themselves in regards to my endeavors. It's just, you know, and this really has to do more with, you know, your partner's level of comfort. You know, I have a partner who who understands, hey, I have friends and, you know, I could talk on the, if they call, I don't have to, you know, be weird about it or run into another room and, okay. you know, I don't have to do that. So it's really based on the comfortability of your partner and, and having that, you know, that kind of functionality between, you know, you and them where you understand, okay, you know, you had male friends before you met me. I had female friends before, you know, we met. It's just a matter of, hey, just don't, you know, be secretive and anything like that, and we'd be right. fine, you know? Right. Okay. Q? Well, this interesting question, because it, um, honestly, at one time, I couldn't have that. I I would say that it was, but, it, you know, um, years and years ago, it just it just wouldn't work. Um for a number of particular reasons. Um, I don't think that at that time, my maturity level is at the, at the level it is now. Now, now I, I have it with no problem. Some of my day, as I would say, my day one friends that I grew up with, male and female, it's more like a brother and a sisterhood. It's, it's a lot of us. It's like 20, 20 something of us. And we all call each other brother and sister, close, talk to each other. And, um, one of the things that I realized in the last 10 years is when you meet people and they want to know who your friends is, just provide clarity. Right. I mean, definitely if you're, if you're single, you want to tell, if you're single and you're dating and you tell a person, yo, this, this is my sis, you know, you want to be able to provide that, that type of, as we did in our other show before, you want to establish that boundary. Like, yo, this is who this is. So you may, Get see a phone call at two in the morning, and why this phone call is going on and and what's going on. Um, but that that even comes with a caveat. Um, because what happens a lot of times in people's relationships, they'll share what goes on in the friendship in the relationship, and that's kind of a no no. And I I have a have had experience of that as well. So for me, yeah, I mean, just don't you know, for me. Don't be a, a professional liar. Just be honest and be straight up and be real. Okay. Okay. And to answer my own question, <laughs> yes, I do have plutonic friends of the opposite sex. Um, and one I've been friends with for about 14 years. And the other I've been friends with him for about eight years. So, um. I'm going to reserve my um, my opinion 
until we get further into the show. Let me let me ask you guys. <laughs> this this is the question I got for the panel as well. Is it challenge? Is it a challenge for you guys to resist moments of intimacy with that particular friend? Oh, uh, William, I know you said you cut off all platonic uh, friendships. This so this would basically be more towards Elliot, Nicole, and even no, 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 no. Listen, no, listen. Even though I even though I cut them off, I mean I don't mean completely cut them off. So I, I, I hate. I'm sorry if I put that out there like that. But see, there's there's certain boundaries. There's certain emotions that I cannot control. And I'm not talking about mine. I'm talking about that platonic friend. You know, a lot of the women that I've been friends with, you know, we're this close. We have always been this close from sleeping with each other. But if it's one thing or another, I was lucky enough, well, a few of them when I was young, I slept with them, I ain't gonna lie. But as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, I was lucky enough to have that. That fortitude, that fortitude that you don't get into, a, you're a mature man. So you know what you want in life. You know, I had children, I had wife. I've been married twice. Each marriage was for 20 years. Each marriage, 20 years on the dot. So I had to weigh what would be more important, a friend or what I, me and my wife worked to build on for these 20 years. Right. And I'm telling you, as I look here in the camera, it's not as easy as, as we are saying on the screen. Because I've had women that I've shared more with, and she shared more with me than I've actually shared with my wives. Mm. And I know that wasn't right. But that they were so platonic, it was like they were part of my skin. I shared more with them than I did my own wives. William, William, I, well, know, I, okay. Mulata, go ahead. Okay, William, I just have a question. So um, I'm just curious, does the fact that you're a spoken word artist come into play with these relationships? Because I know sometimes people are so touched by pieces that artists present that they feel like you're talking to them. So I, I wonder if that comes into play also. Now so, now it does, because I have people that know I'm married. I'm well, not married now, but they know I have a significant other, mm -hmm. but they don't hear it. You know what, they don't hear that. They hear the poetry, the spoken words, those love poems. Okay. And when they get down to the press, they still call me or text me, what should I do? I need you to say something to me, make me feel better. And it's hard. It's, it's not. It's not easy. It's, one of the things. One of the things that you brought up, William, is um, sometimes when you have that platonic friend, you may share things with them that you may not share with your significant other. Actually, when I was doing the research for the show, it said the reason why some of that is, in this particular piece that I was reading, was promoting platonic relationships. So it could be biased, but basically, it was saying that the reason why that is is because you don't expect something from that individual. Like when you're talking to a platonic friend from what they're saying mm -hmm. is, it's no expectation to know nothing physical. You're able to, as we would say, pop your collar and as females would say, let your hair down. You're able to be totally vulnerable, talk about anything. And sometimes with your significant other, we're a little bit more cautious then, you know why, right? What the piece said. I'm just saying. But you know why, right? But you know why, right? Because a, a platonic friend, her problem is her problem that we're discussing. But with my wife, my wife's problem, 80% of the time was me. And I didn't want to discuss me with her. I, I'm obviously going to admit to cop out to anything. So the conversation was just like hitting a wall. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew I was her problem. I was the issue. You know, anytime she had a problem, basically. 
Yeah. Okay. Melodic, you had something. You, I apologize for cutting. You. Uh, okay, so as I have gotten older, in um, you know, uh, romantic relationships, um, I just feel like I always have to be myself. I don't like to put on airs for anyone because if you can't be yourself, you're so bound up. How do you, how, how do you function? Sure. I should be able to, you should be able to see, you know, my flaws, my, you know, my assets, my, you know, whatever. And, and you should be okay with it. So. And that's how it should be. But unfortunately some men don't work that way. You know, well, then maybe <laughs> And I feel like this, if that's the case, then you're then you're not my tribe. You're not my people. Sure. Like then, you know. Let me let I, me let me let me ask um or, or rephrase something. Mm-hmm. With with having a uh myself having platonic relationships with a um I have more female friends today than I ever had, ever, ever, ever. And I'm proud to say that's what they are. Um and and nothing has happened, or nothing, or nobody has crossed the line. Let me ask you guys something. For me, it's more like when you meet a female and you meet them, no matter how you meet them, and you be like, "Yo, they super dope." You want to promote them, you want to talk about them, you thankful for them, and you and you and you believe that they are, as we would say, the shit. <laughs> but but that has never for me that has never. Um, only in one instance where I didn't establish a boundary, um, when when I started establishing boundaries and, and provided clarity, and they provided clarity as well because it's a, it's a two way street with a friendship. Absolutely. Um, I haven't had no issues at all, and I and I feel totally like cool. Like I like I said, I've never ever you guys was able to function this way. It was a no no for me. Gold star for growth. Look at that. <laughs> yes. But, but I, I want to ask Elliot, 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 um, I want to ask you a question. And it's basically for the brothers, you and William. Um, being that, like, for, for, for men, um, when you're honorable, when you're considered a nice guy, good head on your shoulders, and people come to you for advice, and then not only... You'll you'll attract men for advice, and you'll definitely attract women for advice. How do you guys handle that? Because that's a platonic relationship. How do you guys handle that, Elliot? I um, I don't handle it. <laughs> I um, I mean, it, well, I haven't been in a situation where the advice that was uh coveted from me was anything that was was ever a problem for me to give. Um, as far as is women coming to me you know i don't like to i don't like to do the you know oh you know them talking about their their problems with their men with me i I typically shut down conversations that lead into you dogging you know out the guy that you know that you're with you know talking because i always felt like that if i was a man in a situation like that i wouldn't want my girl talking about something I'm not doing to to another guy. So I try not to, you know, have those kind of conversations. Um, and a few times, I mean, it's, it's natural, whether it be in college or after after you get out, you know, those conversations come up with, with women, you, women you know, whatever the case, you know, that's just a natural part of 
you know, the banter that comes from knowing people and people, you know, going through what they go through and feeling comfortable enough for you to share it, you know, but I, I mean, typically I, 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 I'm so super confident in the control I have over myself, you know what I'm saying? That I, I can engage with people and it not be anything. Now, right. um, I do know sometimes people are friends because they can't be nothing else. And that, you know, like one party is like, you know, you're cool in this way, but I don't like you in this way. But the other party is like, I like you in this way. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to lose the person totally. Typically, it happens when men are trying to cover women. You know, like, oh, I don't want to lose connection with her totally. So I'll play like I'm her friend. And that's, that's, those are the kind of situations that are dangerous. Right. You're keeping, your, foot, keeping your foot in the door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because they're playing it like it's friendship when really it's just right. you haven't uh, acquiesced to, you know, what I want you to, to do or be to me yet. Right. So I'm going to just hang around. And that's what a lot of people are forced into nowadays. And that's why there's a lot of lack of trust uh, mm. from, from others. And, you know, I don't want you to be cool with this person because typically that's that's how it is. Workplace wives, husbands, things like that. Mm. Yeah, work, work, work husband and work wife. That's, that's, I think that's weird. But anyway, what about you, but, William? You know, now what I'm going to say sounds crazy, but even as a child, you know, I suffered epilepsy up to the first 12 years of my life. So during those times of seizures and those storms, I was basically by myself because I didn't have friends. People didn't want to be around me because they were afraid I might get sick. So I was able to look inside myself at a very early age. And I knew, and this sounds crazy, but I knew being left-handed and Aquarius, I was God. I knew- Say that again. That being I'm a left-hander, I'm left-handed and Aquarian, I'm God. I knew at an early age that people were attracted to me in a different sense. It wasn't sexual because I was black, poor, and ashy. It was from an inside thing. Girls my age would just look at me funny like, you so wise, you so smart. Help me with this, tell me this. And then when I would date those girls, those mothers were attracted to me more than their daughters was. And I couldn't figure out what it was. It wasn't sexual. I wasn't walking around that house showing my, you know, whatever. I wasn't doing any of that. I wasn't disrespectful. It took me into my maybe early 20s to figure out what it was. It was that God that they saw in me. I didn't even see it. They saw the God in me because I was so respectful to women. And I had a terrible temper. I was a fighting dude when I was young. I'd fight a dude. If I see a dude arguing with his woman, the crazy just came. I knew I should walk away, but most of the time I said, yo, brother, that ain't the way. So either I end up kicking his ass or he kicked mine. I was there for that woman. <laughs> I was there for that woman. I took that ass kicking with a smile on my face because I knew I stopped him from beating her. Mm. So I took That's one for the nice. team. So they saw that. And to this day, as a poet, they see it even more. You know, so I always have to be extremely careful, not because of what I feel. Yeah, yeah, I'm a freak sometimes, but hey, I'm a natural, I'm a man. I'm a man. You know, I got the freak in me. But I got to remember, it's more than just the sexual. It's this and it's this that really turns women on. If you can get to their heart and their mind, oh. There you go. Indeed. Indeed. So I just want to piggyback off of that because I was shaking my head when you said something. 
So basically, two people can have the same experience and view it completely differently. Yes. Yes. Let yes. me let me um ask Nicole. Yeah. Because you said something that was interesting. You got brothers. So when a guy when a guy, you're close with a lot of guys. So how does how is it when guys approach you? And they see that you have nothing but male friends. Do they feel intimidated or is it a problem? Or you'd be like, explain that scenario. I have had some people that had issues with it and like, oh, you know, cut this one loose, cut that one loose. But um, now I can I can definitely like limit as far as the contact, but I'm not going to like Dead a friendship of 20 something years, 25 years, because you feeling you in your feelings and you feel some kind of way. Like, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Like, I know who I am. I'm saying I'm with you. I'm with you. And then, you know, you get the little thing. Oh, well, I ain't worried about you. I'm worried about them. Nah, like, you don't, you know, like, you know. I, don't, I don't deal with people like that. You know, that's interesting. You said that because I'm going to tell you guys a personal experience is, um, I had a situation I had got into and I commented on a female friend's post. Pure platonic. This one social media just started like getting crazy. So you could see other people comment that you're friends with. And I just gave her a compliment. Oh, the situation I was in blew up. Big thing. And um, I did. I, I basically messed up a friendship trying to appease someone else's insecurity. Exactly. So, and I tell you. Just and then me. when and then when the situation ended, the friend was like, "I told you I was gonna always be your friend." At least they still say, you know, stay as a friend, because I have old boy was like, you know, you get the Facebook, you know, birthdays, so I, you know, happy birthday, you know, Joe, whatever, and I put exclamation point. Oh, you put two exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. What? <laughs> I was just like, no. yo. I mean, just craziness. But, you know, when it all came down to it, he was the one that was trying to do his own thing, you know? But it is what it is. But, yeah, like, my friends, and I know I said, like, college, and it's, it's probably been about 24, 25 years. I know I only look like 26, but you know, it's been that long. <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't trade them for the world. And I know one thing I can say is I kind of limit, like, if I am in a relationship, I limit as Access. far as speaking about my relationship because I know how my friends are and they go hard for me. I go hard for them. So, you know, one minute you telling them all this stuff that this person is doing, so they got all this hate in their heart for them, and you back with them, it's like, nah. So, yeah. That's why I try to keep that that separate, you know. But other than that, Nicole, Nicole, speaking of college, speaking of college, how do you go into college sounding like uh, Dolly Parton, then get into a car accident? Now you sound like Tina Turner or somebody. You know, that's where the sexiness is coming. That's why your friends changed. That's why your friends changed the way they thought about you because you have a car accident. You sounding like, hey, baby. <laughs> I ain't never heard Donnie Parton, but yeah, it is a little, it's a little raspy. God is good. God is good, though, boy. He changed you. He changed you for real. You know, when you think about it, from the outside, that could be an issue too. The way you came out with that raspy voice after the surgery. I mean, 
your voice is a turn on, period. So you got to think of it like that. They didn't change it. You changed. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to show, I'm, I got something I want us to see. And um, we're going to get on time reactions with this one. We can't hear it, Q. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. We gotta have the fire production. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's, your last day working. No, it's funny. No. It's funny because I, 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 I tested it out beforehand, and mm -hmm. you know, no, Steve Harvey got a block on that. You might not be able to use that now. <laughs> Really? Guy friends. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can. Who told you that? The only way you have a guy friend is you're saying we're only friends. They're hanging out with you in hopes of something else happening. They hang out with you and they circle like buzzards, <laughs> waiting on a crack in the door, a chink in the armor. Guys are not made that way. Men, you don't hang out with fly chicks to be their friend. <laughs> you hope you catch them hurting one day and you're there for them. <laughs> and look at, look at all the guys over there clapping. Look at all of them. Look at the cameraman. He never claps. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's right. Mm. He's right. But I He's think right. women can tell. Women can tell if someone is your genuine friend or someone waiting in the wings to like, you know, swoop in on, on you. Not always. Not, not always. always. No, not always. Not always. Because um, more often than not, um, knowing the type of person that you are, you know, sometimes people will wait for a moment of weakness. Um, and I, I feel like those are certain, there's a certain type of person that does stuff like that. So. Hey, the married guy. The married guy is more, uh, you should be more leery of a man that's married than you are your single platonic friends. Because those cats that marry, you know, they, they know that you look at them like a safety net because they're married. You wouldn't do that because you're married. But those are the ones that might turn on you in a minute. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think, that, you know? I think yeah. that Steve, um, you know, Steve, if anybody likes Steve or disagrees with Steve, Steve is very honest. Steve speaks about himself, his own um, issues his, a lot. His own predatory nature. Yeah, his, his, um, own, yeah. his own. His own. His own, his own. <laughs> um, I, I agree with him to an extent. Like I, like, like I said, for me, the biggest thing is having those boundaries and understanding Absolutely. like, yo, <laughs> like to me, anybody that, that, that waits for a weak moment from somebody, that is a predator. That is somebody mm -hmm. that's weak. That's right. that's cornball. That's sucker shit, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, but, you know, but is that worse? Somebody when they're when they're mentally, than, is that worse than the woman who knows this, who pretends to be distraught and everything, so that that predator can come get her? Remember, you've got women like that too that play victim. Yeah, you know they want to be swooped on. Think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I. I I think it takes two to tango, um, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. it, it definitely takes two to tango. And my thing is, I feel like when it comes to friendships, again, boundaries. To me, boundaries are, mm -hmm. are, are set for a reason. I think that you're supposed to have boundaries and you're supposed to let somebody know. I, 
put it like this. You're, if you're interested romantically in someone, you should let them know that you're mm-hmm. interested romantically in them. Don't pretend to be my friend and then, you know, creep in when you feel like, you know, you see an opening. That's the yeah. mo- one of the most unattractive things in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Even even like like the case you just said, the example is if you do have somebody that's a platonic friend and you feel like, yo, y'all getting too close. Uh, I would suggest that somebody be like, yo, we're getting too close. Yeah. Either try to separate yeah. the closeness or be like, look, we, we can't even to the point where you may have to separate the friendship. Be like, nah, we can't be friends. And And I think that both parties should respect those boundaries. I mean, a lot of times, um, and I keep going back to that, that show we did because the more that you mature and understand boundaries and understand situations you put, you won't put yourself in them in situations. You'll see it. You'll see the trap. I mean, William, you know, um, I'm just going to use you an example because you are the elder and you do have a show and you do make people feel comfortable. I've seen your shows. You as a host, as a host, you make people feel comfortable because you want them to feel comfortable. You want, you want people to realize like I'm giving you a vehicle to express your art. Yes. However, with that, People don't do that often. So your yeah. kindness, you're being the big brother, you're being the elder, and you showing everybody love. A lot of us aren't used to it. Indeed. And we tend to, oh, he must be feeling me. Well, some females are not used to male attention. And that, that part, yeah. that part also. Yeah. That part also. That, yeah. and, you know, you know, like this, that comes um to my fault as well, because that's why I have a small team. I don't just pick women at random. Random. I mean, Melodic Storm, I know her work from a long time and from the mm-hmm. city, you know, yep. person. But yep. still, I have a small team that says, I don't think she would be good for the show or we'll take a four panel or three panel vote, depending on how many on my team at that particular month. And um, we'll say, yeah, she's, a, she's good. She got books, she's an author, and she speaks well. You know, same thing with, with um, Nicole. Oh, wow, she speaks well. She's, and we heard her on an open mic. And before I could say anything, two of the team members, one of them was Sammy Wayne, Dark Man Blues. They was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make out her flyers right now. He didn't even have your picture. <laughs> so you see, so it works like that. We have to be leery about who we put on the show. Right. That's why yeah. a, lot of, a lot of male and female poets that you would think would have been on our show is not on our show. Okay. Because we know that once they get that platform, they're going to turn it into what they want to turn it into. Right. They'll come on there with an erotic agenda or a negative agenda on men and vice versa. The men talk about or those men that cuss and call every woman a B. You can't right. be on the show doing that. Yeah. So, right. you know, that's where it comes in. That's where I come in. I make sure. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they sneak in. Boundary. Yeah, sometimes they sneak in. I might get one that's up to something. I remember one very particular dude from the South, slim guy, but I ain't going to say no names. As soon as the show started, it was all about, no, you should have let me have more time. Most shows let me have more time. Th- right then, I turned off. I was asking him a question. Couldn't wait for the show to end. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even answer the, ask him the good questions. I made sure I was like, okay, go ahead, do your poetry. Dude. All right. And and that one got through, but that was the only one. Never again. You okay. know? So I, I have a quick question. I'd like to ask this question to all of the panelists. And then I would like to give you guys some research. Okay. Do you believe that men are predatory in nature as stated in the Steve Harvey video? 
the first thought that comes to your mind? Q? I'm offended as hell. He said predators. <laughs> you know, you know what it is, is that um I always consider myself a well a well-read person. And then being exposed to you guys, and I always say it, you guys are poets. I'm not a poet. I've been around poets for the last two and a half years. I'm very, very careful with words. I listen very, very attentively. And I just think that, um, like I said, I think that Steve gives great advice. I think that Steve gets very personal with his advice. But all men don't say that. He should say some. some or he should say, he should say a lot of the brothers that he's connected with. Right. Because some men really just some men are very naive and oblivious, just like women are. Some men yeah. could just be around a bunch of women and just not even think of and it. And a female be feeling them. He'd be like, why you ain't never say nothing? Because that's just who she is. So I think that um, predator. Uh, I think that we like to hunt. OK. Um, OK. Nicole. That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, there are some predators, but most men are hunters. So, yeah, they're going to go after that woman that they see. But just like you said, you'll get the ones like, oh, you know, I didn't know you interested. I, I've actually had years later people trying to get in contact with me like, oh, you know, I used to like you in high school. What? Like <laughs> high school, you never said nothing. Like I had no idea. Like how is somebody supposed to know that you're interested in them if you don't say anything? Right. But, yeah. But as far as like predators, no, not everybody. Okay, Elliot. Yeah. I mean, I was the first thing is I would like to know how he defines predatory. I mean, it's well, like he it's said like buzzards ready to swoop in for a moment. <laughs> yeah, <of weakness>. I, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Elliot, you know, Elliot, you know when you're driving down the highway and you look up and see them, them joints going around, you be like, roadkill out here somewhere. Fresh kill, yeah, fresh I knew what he meant, but I just wanted to throw that in just because it's like, okay, uh, if I'm a man and I and I like someone, you know, and I go and pursue that, he could, you could, if I do that with multiple people, five people, three people, seven people, like, is there a number quotient that takes you into that category? Is it I mean, then women do the same thing when it comes to, mm -hmm. to comes to brothers they like. Okay. Okay. You know, so we live in a so if you want to say that about men, you would have to be inclusive okay. and say that, especially in the social media age, man, the things that I see in DMs and chat rooms and okay. pictures and mm -hmm. shoot your shot. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's doing it. You know, okay. it takes two to tango. Okay. You know, you can't have one without the other. I mean, I in, in my life. You know, I was I was the guy in high school that got disrespected and played out for having too much respect for women. As crazy as that sounds. I mean, it sounds crazy, right? Like, you mean too yeah. much respect. I mean, like, you try to be the guy that, that was nice and, and that wasn't respected. A lot of women wanted that hunter, that credit, you know, like that guy, you know, a lot of women wanted that, mm. you know, in high school and college and some even after, you know. Mm. Wow. And some now in their forties, twenty. You know, you, you know, you're dealing with until you can meet until you can say that you've met every person on the world. You always have to say some. Mm, okay. There's never a situation where you can say all unless you travel right. to every corner and crevice of this earth and survey absolutely ten billion people. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And will well. You know, I'm a twin. I know you're, I know I'm left-handed Aquarius, but I'm also a twin. So I grew up with the whole thing of sharing. We wore each other's clothes every other day. So 
My twin brother, I'm a minute older, but he had more of a predatory uh, uh, way about him. Yeah, he got that from my father. They say, I never met my father, but they, they say he was a womanizer. So my brother has that in him. It was evident early in age and I was a sickly one. So I didn't have that. And I was a predator for a woman, like I am today, for a woman's mind. Okay. You know, I don't look at women. Oh, I do. I look at them sexually. They got nice butts and all that stuff. But my true, my true <laughs> predatory thing is for their minds because melodic song, you can tell the panel, I write for women. You know, I write emotional pieces about Indeed. women. And I love to hear what women have to say. That gets my pen moving. As soon as I hear somebody like Melodic Storm do a piece on my show or Nicole, after the show, I'm writing something. Either to answer to that, I've always been intrigued with a woman's mind. Always. I love the physicality, don't get me wrong. But I would never uh, go after a woman who was not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I don't want those issues. Uh, uh, unintelligent <laughs> women don't ever have to worry about me chasing them. Never. I don't want no see my language, but I don't want no dumb women. I hate to say it like that. But educated, educated, um, educated women, I thrive. But those, um, you know, the, some of those women, I don't. You know, they can walk by me naked. I'll be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. A true, a true Can you read this book? Can you can you read this book? If you can read this book, we can talk. But if you can't read the book, I don't want to. So that's. Oh, I know I sound weird and crazy. But I'm no, you don't. No, 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 you no. don't. You don't sound weird and crazy. The, the uh, unintelligent thing, woman is a liability. And it's sexy too. She's sexy. I, you know, <laughs> an intelligent woman. Intelligent woman. <laughs> Before you hear somebody speak or know how they think or know if they're intelligent or know, you know, all of the, you know, all the little things you need to know about them after you get to know them, the first thing that you see is what you see. Exactly. And, yeah. and you decide based on what you see whether it's worth exploring the rest. You know, and that's and that's wrong because that's essentially judging the book by its cover, quote unquote. Because then well, you know, well, men are very men are very visual. Like so I want to. Then you find out yes. that they don't. You know, then the guy that the cover, guy the girl that you trouble. didn't want to look at possessed. Yeah, but, but, but good, good, good brother. Good brother, I'm 63 years of age now, and I've had women in their 40s walk up to me like, "So what's up, my nigga? What we gonna do, my nigga?" I mean, I'm looking at them like, "Are you for real?" Oh yeah, if that happens, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they get mad that when you don't want to pay them no mind. Like that off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get mad when you don't pay them mind. You know, so. <laughs> so okay, just to follow up that question with uh, some interesting research. So um, I have an excerpt here from an article written by Danny Peck, and it was me medically reviewed by Martha Furman, LPC, and published by BetterHelp.com. Women tend to turn to male friends for advice or camaraderie, not, not romance. Men, on the other hand, may find themselves struggling with keeping things platonic. This is because men are typically attracted to women by their looks. Their sexual desire for a woman is what encourages him to learn as much as he can about her, which leads him to fall in love with her eventually. Men are inherently drawn to women <clears throat> that will make good mates. So to be friends with a woman may be all the more difficult for a man. Attraction is everything. The moment one friend becomes attracted to the other friend, no matter which friend feels the attraction first, that's when things stop being platonic. If the friends have to set boundaries for their relationship, 
or if one continues to lie to himself or herself about being okay with the way things are when they want more, that's when things go from being platonic to a burgeoning romance. Yeah, yeah. Interesting perspective. Okay, yeah. now I just want to give you guys some more information because I have a, another excerpt here. Give me one second. Okay, and hold on one second. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so this one is from, this excerpt is from scientific, the Scientific American website. And um, the research was published by Blasky Recheck and by the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. So, daily experience suggests that non-romantic relationships between males and females are not only possible, but common. Men and women live, work, and play side by side and generally seem to be able to avoid spontaneously sleeping together. However, the possibility remains that this apparently platonic coexistence is merely a facade, an elaborate dance covering up countless sexual impulses bubbling just beneath, just beneath the surface. New research suggests that there may be some truth to this possibility, that we may think we're capable of being just friends with members of the opposite sex, but the opportunity or perceived opportunity for romance is often lurking just around the corner, waiting to pounce at the most inopportune moment. So 88 pairs of undergraduate students were studied. They were opposite sex friends. They were unable to speak to each other or anyone else about the study for accurate and honest responses. They were then separated and asked a series of questions regarding their romantic feelings or lack thereof for the friendship that, that they were taking the study with. The, re, the results suggest large gender differences in how men and women experience opposite sex friendships. Men were much more attracted to their female friends than vice versa. Men were also more likely than women to think that their opposite sex friends were attracted to them. Women too were blind to the mindset of their opposite sex friends because females generally were not attracted to their male friends. They assumed that this lack of attraction was mutual. As a result, men consistently overestimated the level of attention felt by their female friends and women consistently underestimated the level of attraction felt by their male friends. The men were much more interested in pursuing a dating relationship than the females as the females were more uninterested in the males that were previously involved in a relationship with someone else. These results of the study suggested that men relative to women have a particularly hard time being just friends. There, were, there was also another study of 249 adults and the results were pretty similar. Mm. I thought you guys would find that really interesting. No, I, I, I do, oh, but were they, were they African-American adults or were they white adults? That um, was not disclosed. Yeah. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might change some numbers around. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. I definitely found that very interesting. I was, I was a little shocked, but again, I say two people can have the same experiences and both can perceive the situation or the experience completely differently. So... 
definitely, definitely need to, um, in my opinion, explain some, cl- get some clarity if you have those type of relationships. Um, right. Is very important. Does anyone have anything else that we didn't discuss that we need to talk, discuss about this area? Yeah. Nicole? I think I'm good. I have one more question for everyone on the panel. And this is an interesting one as well. (laughs) Do you believe that once physical boundaries have been crossed in an opposite sex friendship, that it can be repaired and it can go back to a plutonic, plutonic relationship? No way. Okay. No way. Would you like to expand on that? Because because once we <laughs> once we cross the line, depending on who has an, a significant other, once we cross the line, you mine. Okay. You mine. And now, and I know you already since we had this platonic relationship. I know how you think, and it's going to be for a rough. It's going to. It's, it's not going to be a good relationship right. because the same things you was telling me, I'll be every day. Who you telling what you used to tell me? Mm, so you trust know, that yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Elliot? Although I had a situation uh, like that, um, cross the line, we, I didn't do anything after that, you know, but it obviously, we're still friends, but, the, you know, friendship ain't where I talk to her every day like I used to. You know, um, it's it's tough. It's really tough to kind of put, you know, the rabbit back in the box again, you know, on on that. But it can happen, I guess. You know, as I said, somewhere there are people, you know, who have put it back together. And maybe, you know, it was full throttle friendship like it used to be. But in most cases... Is very. I, I would think it's very difficult to do that. Um, I really feel like the platonic relationship thing too is really. I think in that study that you just uh, gave the, the numbers on, a lot of times I feel like uh, if if you have what a woman would would deem to be highly attractive man, you know, muscle muscles, rippling everywhere, handsome in the face. Could you be a friend with him? You know what I'm saying? Versus just the everyday Mo, you know, who just a normal guy, quote unquote, you know, in, in the eyes of versus, you know, a supermodel type figure, you know, could okay. you and, and vice versa. If that in, in that case, I, I don't think it's it's possible for any. I think friendship is based on a lot of times, you know, I, I like the person, but maybe I'm not, you know, attracted to him in that way. Physically, okay. but they're yeah, cool man, as, but as a person because of your attractiveness. Yeah, they attracted physically nine times out of ten on both sides. You, you're gonna want it now. If the person turns out to be a jackass, the personality, then none of it, then none of it matters. But if they're yeah. a nice person and they look like that, can you be a friend with that person? Okay, if yeah, you're yeah. a woman, okay, or can yeah. you be a friend with gorgeous woman, supermodel, but she's also you know, a humanitarian, you know, philanthropist and, right. you know, right. you know, motherly and, and very nice to have, could you be a friend with that person? Okay. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. A woman like that, she got 30 to 100 other, other men as her best friends. She's like Mother Goose. She got 100 best friends because she's so beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> right, like, you know, like, she's you know. <laughs> <laughs> time to get boxed into that. You know, like, <laughs> but then also, you don't always like everyone that likes you. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, not yeah. to mention the fact that somebody can be beautiful and just be a horrible person. Yes. They can have a horrible mm -hmm. attitude, just 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 a horrible person. They can be mean, they do mean doing say mean things or whatever. So mm -hmm. I, I looks for me, I mean I like looks, don't get me wrong. I think we all like looks. But the type of person you are, you're I, I, I wanna deconstruct your brain and see what's going on in there. <laughs> Nicole, same question for you. Do you believe that once physical boundaries have been crossed, the friendship can be repaired and go back to the platonic realm? I think it can. It um, it depends on the people, honestly. Um, okay. If y'all decided, okay, this is not going to happen again and move on from there, it, it can't happen. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay, Q. That's a great question. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. Like Elliot, been in that situation before. Um, years ago, years ago, and it's funny because when you asked the question, it clicked in my brain how it happened. Um, totally, totally oblivious to um to anything. Even pretty young lady, hung out, bug out, cool. Was around each other all the time, not even thinking about that because I had a, I had situations going on. He said situation, right? right. Did, you, did you peep that? And next, next thing I know, because it was presented to me that her her friend was into me, whatever. But I not that I wasn't into her friend. Her friend was nice looking. I just had other stuff going on. They was more like the homies. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a, one crazy night. Oh, it was a mistake. Oh, so I'm saying, okay, it was a mistake. The but doesn't day, that hurt you more? The, the, the next day, it was another mistake. Oh, oh no, okay. wow. we ain't making that many mistakes. No, uh, uh, the next day, another mistake. That's a habit. So yeah, so so it's, it's it's funny because um after after that it was like. They messing around. Me and me and the young lady was messing around, and it's crazy because the friendship was destroyed. Right. And yeah. the proof of the friendship being destroyed is we had an argument. I stuck to my guns. She stuck to her guns. Yeah. We yeah. speak for twenty years. Wow. So for me, I don't think that. Um, I think that when you cross those boundaries, um, for me, it has been like I've. In my own life, I have seen where it's not it's not a good thing. Right. Okay, so I'm going to answer my own question. Thank you, everyone, for your opinion. <laughs> now, I do not believe that um, once physical boundaries are crossed, um, it can go back to a platonic friendship. No. Um, and I also reserved my opinion for the end of the show. So <laughs> I do believe mm -hmm. that you can have platonic friends. Um, as stated, I do have two close platonic male friends and I look at them like my brothers. I don't even, 
look at them like that. Like, you know. <laughs> Why do we, you know? But honestly, when we when we when we talk about our friends, our platonic friends of the opposite sex. Why do we always make that face? Like because whoa. okay, no, you know why? Because my thing is if I'm you know interested in someone romantically, and they're 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 decent looking guys, but they like I said, they look I look at them like, oh, that's my that's my boy, that's my brother, that's the homie. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. like it never ever ever ever, ever 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 ever. Hmm? How'd you get there? How'd you get to that uh uh mutual friends and just you know getting to know each other you know over you know the years or whatever so you know so the initial um, the initial meeting mm -hmm. was what you just like from the very first time you met them it was like yeah they just gonna mm. be my friend or did something like yeah. spark that no or just the, from the very first time you know meeting like nah we're that's the homie this is my friend and this is you know that's my friend you know, and, and, you know, and that's that Nicole, it just sounds, and it always sounded like that to me when I was young, not now. But when I was young, it just sounded so demeaning when women, girls would say, oh, you're like a brother to me. I'm looking at them like, I don't want to be your brother. I want to be your lover. What, <laughs> what, what, what your man got that I ain't got? Why yeah, I can't yeah, be, your, be yeah. your lover? Uh, you know why? I'm not your damn friends. brother, man. I, I, <laughs> trust and believe me. If we spent the night, I wouldn't be acting like your brother. I'm telling you right now. But then, <laughs> but but I'm, we, but I'm, 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 I'm feel like yo, you saying that I'm lacking something that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, not you. But who's right? It sounds like in college and high school. That's the first thing that come to your mind is like, they they feel that I don't possess something that. The person who's not in the friend zone possesses. No, but I, I can't. Like a, a mental game. It's a psyche. That real, real quick, though, mm -hmm. and I'll be very transparent. My best friend, I mean, we've been best friends for years, but when I first initially saw him, I was like, okay, you know, six, four, like, and, and I know people, they laugh at me because, and I used to tell my aunt, like, yeah, I need a guy six or more, you know, six or taller. She's like, Nicole, you just five feet. Like, that's mm -hmm. what I like. So, but yeah. six four, nice physique, good looking, could have been a model. And um, he was like, um, just wasn't like it would put me in that sister zone. Like, no, I just think if you had a sister, like mm -hmm. we could actually we could literally lay in the bed together, nothing would happen. And then people would ask, Nicole. Oh, Nicole. Is, is something wrong with him? Is he <laughs> I was like, no, he's straight. But that's that's what it is. Like, Nicole, I mean, well, I'm gonna Nicole, say this: I, I I wouldn't lay in the bed with any of my platonic I friends. I wouldn't know. I I would lay in the bed with any of my platonic friends. If you know you your car broke down, I don't even know if you could stay at my house. I you know yeah, I'll drive you to the hey. hotel or you know let me call AAA and help you out or whatever. Especially if you know you're you're you know you're you're in a romantic relationship or committed relationship. Like yeah, there are yeah. definitely I. So I will say this in regards to what Will, William said earlier. Mm. Yes, I feel like there are you. You can still be friends with your platonic friends. But I, even if I'm not in a relationship, you can't stay over my house. Like, I, you know, no, no. Let me just let me just end that brother thing. When, when and I'm not trying to be biased against anybody. You know, I'm a fair dude. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But when the woman says, oh, you like my brother, first thing I think she's thinking I'm wearing pastels and snapping in the letter Z. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. I got to no, go no. check myself. I'm like, what the hell? No, and that's not... Okay, that is hilarious. Okay, Wawa. Well, well. <laughs> no, because you know, the crazy thing is like, I want their, like, you know, just knowing certain things, like I want their relationships to work out for them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yes. um, in all honesty, um, one of, one of my, my close friends is engaged. I know his fiance, she is super cool. I, I you know, and I, I, I root for them all the time. You know what I mean? Like we go to, uh, have invited you know each other to different functions, etc. My thing is, I feel like um, if my dude has a friend, okay, we all need to be friends. There never needs to be an instance where you two are going out to dinner by yourself. We all need to meet up. Let's go and let's have a couple's mm-hmm. dinner. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that falls into play with you know the boundaries as well. No, mm-mm. so I had a. Uh... A story. I was I was dating with somebody back in 2013. We had been, um, you know, at the time I didn't have my license. She lived in Hackensack. I live in Roselle. But we would, you know, communicate. We wouldn't see each other every day, right? So, like seven, eight months passed. I start. Her mother passed away, and it was only her and her mother living together. So when that happened, I went out there, and we was we were staying together. Um, I remember we were, I was watching the movie. She had gone to sleep. It was like one o'clock in the morning. Guy, you know, calls the phone. Some some guy calls the phone. Answered the phone. I grabbed not, not answered, but I grabbed it and handed it to her. She woke up, said a couple things to him, got off the phone. Now, I was like, well, who's that? You know, and I never, she never, you know, told me, hey, I got this guy best friend and we all need to hang out. It was the first time I ever. So she says to him, um, says to me, well, that's my friend. I forgot the guy's name. My, my friend so-and-so. And uh, he probably just calling this late because, um, you know, just to check on me about my, my mother passing this, that, and the third. So I, I let it go. I, I, you know, I let it go. We were moving stuff out of the house. And she had somebody come that was trying to purchase her mother's car and everything like that. We drove to the bank so the guy could get the money out to pay her with. Phone goes off again. Now, I don't like checking phones and all of that, but I was like, something just, you know, like you could tell when somebody first tells you something, you kind of feel like it's bullshit. Yes, Spidey I'm like, you know what, I'll check tingling. this once, and if I'm wrong, I'll never do it again. But I just had a sense, a sixth sense of, right. so I checked it. So now she said the only reason this guy contacted her is because the, her mother passed away. So now I'm seeing, you know, this is now, this is uh, January 2013. I'm looking at messages that pre, her mother passed away in December. The messages predated, went all the way back to August. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm infuriated, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just something stupid to lie. If the guy is your friend, why lie? Like, And that's the problem that people, like, instead of just, just tell the truth, dude. Like the more, like like what you said in the very beginning of this to start this off. Just tell the truth, because now you've created an air of doubt where it didn't have to exist. Right. Now I can yeah. trust you about nothing. 
Because if it's a friend, like you know? that should be known at the very beginning. In the beginning. Like how you come in six months later, oh yeah, that's my best friend. Like how y'all was best friends? Like how are y'all friends, period? I never heard about this person. That yeah. that's just that's just strange to me. Or in the moment that he calls and say, Hey, that's a, a friend of mine. Don't, don't your mother just you throw your mother in and say the reason why, you know, because your mother passed away and you knew it wasn't true. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just And then even calls and stuff, like if you know, I might call like during the day, if anything, but normally it's a text or something, or you call me. Like I'm, you know, I'm not it's just hey. certain things you just shouldn't do. Like, why would you be calling somebody at one o'clock at night? Right. You like know? some people are insecure and then some people are are molded and, and, and cultivated into their insecurity. You gotta but, but, distinguish and, and all that and all that it's not the lie. It's the cover up. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the cover up. You There's millions of stories like that about friendships. Uh, <laughs> you we know, definitely so. uh, segue that into another future show because I think that um, I think that those are those are topics that definitely need to be discussed. Um, For sure. Being as as they say. The guy in the glass that whenever she, she has a problem. <laughs> oh boy, Chris. You and Chris that. Rock. You and Chris Rock. I mean, Rock. I mean oh my I've, God. I've heard I've even <laughs> had women say that's true. Um, so in case of emergency, yeah, pull the yeah. switch. <laughs> so with that, no, honestly, with that, you guys, I really, really appreciate you guys coming on the show, um, allowing yourselves to be on the panel. One thing about having discussions like this is we're just trying to um, push the culture forward and have these conversations and be able to talk things out. And definitely with the weather being nice, Memorial Day weekend, you guys could have chose anywhere to be this weekend, Indeed. but you guys chose to be come on the show and be here with us, rock right. with us. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'll be doing nothing, man. I'm about to watch the, the Heat Celtics game seven. <laughs> make, me, make me a drink. Hey, hey Elliot. Elliot. We would have invited to the cookout. Elliot, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same way, bro. Just <laughs> literally the same way. And you know what's crazy is I had enough fun. I'm good now. I'm content. You're good now. William, I need you to let the audience know about your platform again, bro, because yeah. I think that um what you're doing is very unique on Instagram. Indeed. And how the artists work. Um before before I say that, I'll just say I'm here with you guys because my Lady friend said, this is the only place I can go alone, you know, without her. Uh -oh. she, she's a boss of me. But actually, yes, she's a boss. She's a boss. But um, my platform is one on poetry. And it's an Instagram live show. It caters to poets, speakers, singers, people of expression, motivational speakers, people of expression, people who have something to say. And it gives them a platform to say whatever they want to say, spit whatever poem they want to spit, and to actually promote themselves. So I'll take Yo, that little second. Drop that, uh, that Instagram, man. So yes. That's right. That's right. All right. But for now, that's the broken book. That's my latest obsession. Love yeah. given, love taken, love lost. And it caters to this show. There are things in that book that we could have said on tonight's show. That's why I was sitting there so bugged out and happy and crazy because it's ironic, ironic, you know, that you had to show. My book just came out a little while ago. And, and everything we're talking about might be discussed in that book. So I, I I applaud you guys. I thank you for your greatness, man. I've been trying to get on this show, but 
y'all been having all these light skin cats on. So I said I'm gonna stay in my lane. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He got a lot of hate for the light skin people. Well, I, I, just, well, I be feeling well, some kind well, of way. William, William, I'm well, not gonna uh, take oh, our okay. thunder. Right, well, I'm gonna Melodic say is working on something. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. That's one. Yeah, and, yeah. and and William, I just I received your book in the mail on. I think it was like Wednesday. I haven't cracked it so open much. yet, but I'll be working on it this week, and I'm excited to read it. And um, this light skin um, um spoken word artist sister over here, Taffy, <laughs> come on the show. Okay. That's right. No, no, no. I, I really, I really love like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just grew, I grew out of my light skinnedness. By the time I was fifteen, I started to get a little darker. Camp Harriman, Camp Harriman turned me black. <laughs> I came back crispy and pale. Colorism. Y'all got to understand. Elder William is around in the eighties when it was serious with the red, with the, the oh, barge era. In the seventies. In the seventies. The from that era. The barge. Oh, my Listen, God. every channel was Elder Barge. Uh, my man is uh, from Shalimar. What's his name? What's his name? Howard, you Hew Howard Hewitt. Howard Hewitt. Oh, <laughs> uh, the girl farming. You know, it was driving me crazy. I said, can a, can a Dawson brother sing falsetto? I was just looking and waiting for one. <laughs> but we had a few. We had a few. So okay. we, we did our thing. Thank what you, guys. About, um, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. What is his name? Oh, yes. Yes. But he was, he was a lot of tech technology and stuff. But he can't sing worth a lick, really. It couldn't even back then. Oh, Philip Bailey, Philip Bailey, right? Yeah, but you listen to the records, you think he was the greatest tenor in the world, but he was horrible. So if it's, you know, the studio covered up a lot of his, a lot of his stuff. <laughs> Philip was crazy, boy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's great. You have a great platform, you two. And I just, I'm so blessed to be here with y'all tonight. And I thank you. Thank you, you know. for being here with us. Yes. Um, Elliot. Please tell us about your books and where our audience can find you on Instagram. Oh, my Instagram is P double underscore O double underscore M double underscore E P O M E. Uh, my books, when they come out, will be available on Amazon, Kindle. Um, I have audio, audio uh, books. I have three uh, collections. I'm doing a fourth on relationships. Uh, family dynamic called Love Hurts, Love Hills after the world as I see it drops. So that's what I'm working on this next year and change. So I perform, stage perform, slam poetry. I just was at New Yorican a couple weeks ago performing um, okay. all over New York uh, and wherever anybody would have me. You and know. very big on the Newark scene. Very, I mean, Newark yes. of course, you know, that's home, <laughs> you know, but um, this summer, I plan on doing a lot of traveling, um, traveling, performing, Baltimore, Virginia, you know, okay. going down to the eastern seaboard, uh, uh. performing, busboys and poets, everything okay. like that. So, William, you know, um, I'd love to get your Instagram and come on your send me, show. And send, me a short bio, send me a short bio and two photos to one dot on dot poetry. We get you on the show right away. All right. One dot on dot poetry. Yeah, um, a lot of storm. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send, yeah, it, send it to you. It to me. I'll, I'll be honest, man. I'll be honest. Okay. And yes. Nicole, please tell everyone where they can find you every Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, you can <laughs> find me on the uh, Let's Talk platform, the Poetry Corner, 8 p.m. Eastern. I am a co-host. Um, Facebook is Nicole R. Brookins. 
And you can also sometimes catch me on Instagram. I do some open mics on there. My um, name is Clemson Poodle 97. And of course, my email is onepoodle1 at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Oh, and we're looking forward to your book. Yes, yes. yes. It's coming out soon. <laughs> this is me. So just last little tweaks and hopefully, you know, it'll be there. I'm not as fancy as Elliot, you know, I have the voice and everything. I guess I'll do that a little bit later, but just try to get this book out. You can, you right, can also right, you can also find Nicole at the uh chiropractor from nine to eleven every morning. <laughs> That's ugly. That's real ugly. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, my dear. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> he's, he's marked off the, the, the list, the free list. Well, I just want to thank everyone again for participating. And we look forward to seeing you guys hopefully on some future shows. And with Definitely. that, good night. Yeah, make sure you guys, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. This is the only way that the algorithm will promote the show. Right now, yeah. right now, YouTube is not promoting anything that we're doing. So any um, views that we get is totally organic. Something's going on with YouTube and, and um, the algorithm and myself. And that's all my fault. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. That's the only way that the algorithm triggers. With that, have a blessed night and take care. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sometimes it takes it to another level where it's just based, just kind of just teasing, man. So I just feel like um, right now the state of where women are most acceptable.